we said earlier today, is All Saints Day. I want you to think a moment for me, Tammy and I, this is the biggest church that we have ever been assigned to pastor. Uh, and, and we're enjoying it and all that good stuff. But one of the things is, one of the first Sundays, or actually before the first Sunday I was here, one of the things I like to do is I come to the church by myself. I like to sit in the different pews. I know it sounds crazy, and I pray. Uh, I'll sit back and forth. Every pew has been prayed for, by the way. Because uh, I have gone and, and, and prayed over each pew for the people that come to sit in. Not that the pews are sacred, but you are. And one of the things that amazes me is that we seem to forget too often you sit here today because of the sacrifices of somebody else. This church is built because men and women before you sacrificed their time, their money, and their effort. As we fix to pay off a, a fellowship hall, a beautiful fellowship hall, you all did that right, uh, a beautiful fellowship hall, one day we will be gone. Whether, for whatever reason, that fellowship hall will still be here. Think about those in the future, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years in the future, that are standing in there. And the thing I thought about when the first, uh, when the kids started back up and I, and I was out there with the kids that first Wednesday, how many of these kids have come to faith or will come to faith because of our actions today? And because of what we did today, they come to faith, whether they recognize or not, but they come because of our sacrifice. See, our lives matter. No matter how long or how short they are, our lives matter. And so our, our lesson for today comes out of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so eagerly ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. This is the word of God for the people of God. The message is by design is going to be a hair shorter today. We've got communion getting ready to come up. In verse 11, verse chapter 12 starts off with therefore. What's therefore? Therefore, I took a precept, uh, K. Arthur precept class, and therefore is therefore a reason. Uh, you go back to chapter 11, it's a, they call it the, the heroes of faith, and it lists off all the heroes of faith. And most of those, as it lists off, we won't list them all off, it's Abraham, Joseph, Moses, and, and all these other people, there's a bunch of them there. Uh, they didn't see the finishing of God's plan. In fact, none of them have seen the finishing of God's total plan. Most of us here today will not see the finishing of God's plan. That is his return and full salvation. We will see it, but we will see it in heaven. And, but yet they live their lives. Many times, and I get caught up with this uh, going along, and I'm doing a talk with girls 
in, for Emmaus in January, and I got to do this talk called Obstacles of Grace. And it tells you to start off with the story, what's the biggest obstacle of grace in your life that you have ever had? So I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about praying, how can I relate to that? You know the biggest obstacle of grace that I have? And I, let me tell you, I bet you most of you have this too. Myself. I'm more judgmental about myself. I'm more worried about things. I'm more worried about trying to be a perfect or trying to be a good preacher, a good husband, a good thing. And sometimes in the midst of this, I forget that God's really in control. Many times our life, we just seem to think it's just one day after another. It's like a, a train car. You know, here's day one, here's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And it just goes on and on and on. But we don't realize in the mundane of life, God is using that as grace in somebody else's life. As we get up and we go to work or we go wherever we go in the morning, and we go hopefully with a good attitude or the best attitude we can muster from the community situation, Somebody that doesn't know Jesus is looking at you. Somebody that doesn't know Jesus is looking at you. And you are speaking volumes about God. One of the things with accountability, I'm kind of, this is where the Baptist in me going to come out, accountability in the church. When we miss Sunday, and I'm not one that says you have to be here every Sunday going on vacation. There's things that go on that, that we have to miss. But when you miss just because, when you miss just because, and the young people are driving back home from church, and they see you out mowing your yard, fishing, or whatever else, on Facebook, whatever our social media is, what does that say about our commitment to God? Come on. Oh, actually, we got on Sunday, not that you had something else going on. Yes, this sermon is about Heather and her for not coming to church. <laughs> Could you please stand so we all know who this is? No. no, it's not about that. But I'm just saying, how our life matters. Us being here today makes a difference in eternal things, eternal consequences, eternal things. How we live our life. How we live our life, how we praise the Lord, how we go along, not just on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, makes a difference. Yeah. It makes a humongous difference. And, and so with that, let me uh, uh, tell a little story, and we'll move on to communion real quick. I, I took my last, one of my last classes was moral ethics, was at seminary up there. And so we get to class, a good chunk of it's online, and there's a chunk of about a week we have to go up there. Well, there's a guy from South Korea teaching this class, a younger guy in his 30s from a, uh, teaching this class. Speaks very with a South Korean accent. So he, one of the things you had to write a reflection paper, whatever it is, seminary classes like you to write a lot of reflection papers. And so whatever, something more or less than reflection papers and how our lives matter. Well, when I was stationed in Okinawa, Japan, from uh, 83 to 88, I was stationed in Okinawa, uh, I wasn't like your typical guy where we went out partying all the time. Not that we didn't do that sometimes, but you know, not your typical one. I got hooked up with a retired Air Force guy that had married a Korean uh, lady, and he had a church in uh, by Osan, Korea, downtown Osan, Korea. 
And so I would take leave and go there. Several of us would take leave and go there. We put backpacks on. I used to be in shape, people. I am still in shape. Brown is a shape, okay? Let's just cut to that shape. But we'd put backpacks on and leaflets in, in Korean, and we would literally walk the back streets and the valleys and the hills, and every little hut we come to, every little person we come to, we would hand them this leaflet about Jesus Christ. And many times we'd be invited to stay in huts that are probably about just a little bit bigger than my office, grass huts, a little bit bigger than my office, uh, with a whole family. And a lot of times we're there. If not, we just sleep in these tents. And people would, and we'd have Bibles we'd hand out that were in Korean. And I don't speak a lick of Korean. And, but you get to kind of learn what's going on, and I would hand these Bibles out. Fast forward a bunch of years. It, just, it was just kind of a fun thing to do because I kind of like meeting people and doing weird things. And so it was just kind of a fun thing to do. Never thought about the eternal consequences. This young man, I share this story in a paper to my class. The professor shares back, he says, thank you for your service. And I'm thinking he's thanking me for my military service. When I get to class, he says, I want to, do, I want to buy your lunch. He says, in the early 80s, a couple people with a pastor come to my community and handed out flyers. My mom and dad accepted Christ. My mom and dad took all the energy they had to send me and my brother to America to get educated. He said, I don't know if it was you or not, but it was somebody like you that come to my village and because of that, I am here and I am a Christian today. Hallelujah. How our lives matter. Tammy works in a job where she's impacting people every day. And I hear people later on, oh, your wife, your wife was my counselor. And, and let me tell you how she changed my life. I hear that a lot of times where people that are in social work and social things like that. How we live our lives matter. Uh, Tammy had a good book her work gave out one time, The Butterfly Effect. You know, when a butterfly flaps its wings in China, it could create the wind of that could create a hurricane here. Or the pebble effect, we've heard that too. You throw a pebble in the middle of the pond. By the time the waves can get to the side, it can be a tidal wave. We don't realize what we do today will affect somebody's life tomorrow or for eternity. Think about this real quick about heaven. We don't understand, a lot, and a lot of times we go along as we're going through life. Uh, Bill Blair's funeral, for those who might have come to Bill Blair's funeral, here was a man in his 80s. People are coming talking about him being high school. He changed men's and women's lives through coaching that are still changing people's lives. They might not remember the name Bill Blair, but yet his actions are still waving on down the road. And we go with that all the way. Think about the Last Supper real quick. The Last Supper, it was just another Seder meal like all the other Seder meals. They all come, they were all going, they were all sitting down. It was just, this is a Passover feast. We celebrate the Passover feast because God tells us to. At the time, the disciples 
had no idea. And I think it wasn't until later on, even after Jesus' resurrection, they had no idea the eternal consequences that Jesus would bring upon the world. When Jesus sat there and said, this is my body, which is broken for you, the tidal wave, that flood of that ripple or the, or the flapping of the butterfly wings at that moment is still affecting us today. People are still coming to Christ. Their sins are still forgiven. They're coming because it seemed like such a normal activity 2,000 years ago affects them today. said, this is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you. His blood was poured out then for all of humanity, past, the present, and future, us and us, the, our future generation. It seemed like such an innocent act, something that was said every Passover meal, and yet this Passover meal, there was saving grace. Team would come up to serve communion. I need Shane, uh, Philip, uh, and my ushers come forward. Who is it? Whoever helped with the usher, come on forward now. I uh, would need four people if you're told. Uh, but just think about this real quick. The saving grace of God has become the community. What you do today will matter to the future. forward as you're ready. I'm going to let these four or five young men serve you. If you need prayer, we got forgiveness is free. Grace is free. I'm going to turn off the microphone and I'll be happy to pray with you. Come forward now.
receiving the sweetness of the body and the blood of Jesus. If you don't feel the change, come back. We have much more. We need to leave here as changed people, knowing that God is for us, knowing that God loves us. Knowing that Charge Conference dinners at 1 p.m. and that the service is at 2 and next week is Veterans Day. Dear Lord, our Heavenly Father, thank you. I have nothing else to say but thank you. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with great excitement, the whole church says, Amen. Woo!